Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. This is your host, Mark Miller. In this segment of OWASP 24-7, I speak with Michael Coates, chairman of the OWASP board and the founder of the AppSensor Project. Michael's contention is that applications should be smarter, that an app should know when it is being attacked and have a proactive built-in response. We discussed the AppSensor Project in depth. What is it? Why was it created? We start our discussion with the background and reasoning behind the project. I'm the chairman of the OWASP board, the project founder for a project called AppSensor. Uh, my day job is uh, director of product security at Shape Security. So the project I'm working on is called AppSensor. Uh, started it probably about five years ago. And the basic idea is that applications today are vulnerable and unresponsive to attacks. And so for many years I did penetration testing, application security code review, and as I attacked applications I found I was doing a lot of the things, the same things over and over. You know, try different types of inputs, look for particular types of information, manipulate it, try this, try that. And I wondered at some point, why is it that I can be so aggressive with this application, do so many bad things that are clearly bad, and the application just sort of sits there and takes it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like being a bully, like you're just, you're punching this other person again and again and they don't fight back. And so it got me thinking that there's a large amount of activity that is clearly bad that an application could respond to. And they could say at some point, user, you're no longer a good person. I can tell you are clearly trying to do something bad. Now maybe as an application I don't know what bad thing you're trying to do, what your objective is, but I know you're not being good. And so at some point, that application can say, well, enough of this. We're going to kick you out of the application. We're going to log you out of your account. We're going to lock your account. We're going to email an admin, something like that. Take a defensive action to stop the attacker from doing bad things. Hopefully, hopefully and presumably, before they have found a vulnerability that they could exploit. The, the main problem I've been seeing here is that a lot of people are talking about the development side and having tools in the development side for security. Does yours kind of sit on top of legacy, and you can kind of put it in there? That is definitely a challenge. I, um, the app sensor approach or methodology is one that is built into code. So it does require code changes, and that's probably the barrier to adoption for some people. But if you are building uh, you know, an app that's going to go into a malicious environment, i.e. the web, uh, this is definitely something to think about. If you were building an armored car that would need to withstand a military uh, war zone, you would obviously build it a certain way. And I think we need to get to that point where we realize that our apps are in a military zone. They're being attacked all the time. Yeah. So thinking that we can't take some of these actions is, is, is short-sighted. So where does that leave component-based architecture? Are you just code-based? or? Is so the, the absence approach, what, what we're doing is prescribing different... Uh, detection points. So ways that you can find when someone's doing something bad. Mm -hmm. And we go through and we've, we've built about 50 to 60 of those. And what you would do as, a, as an architect is you would pick the ones that make sense for your application 
and then have those built into the code. Now you, so you are a component. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and at that point, uh, the code changes aren't hard. They're really adding a few lines of code, just a few. For example, if you have a access control check, when the user fails in the access control check in your code, just keep a tally. Oh, the user tried to do something they weren't allowed to do. It could be that there's some code that exposes something and they could actually invoke that and it's legit. But if they if they start hitting that a hundred times or a thousand times very quick, you know, maybe in a minute, that's clearly something bad. Sure. Um, so all you do on your access control is log the failure and keep a tally against the user account. Same thing with input validation. It's supposed to be a, a zip code field. And you've implemented HTML limits so they can only type in characters. Mm -hmm. um, but say that they somehow have bypassed that with a proxy, like OWASP zap proxy. They're now putting in large characters of strings, special characters. You know at that point they've done something specifically malicious to, to subvert the user interface. And again, you, your input uh, validation sees a problem, again, tallied against the user. Now at this point, you can decide where are your thresholds. You don't want to be too aggressive and just on one because that implies you know, you've designed your system perfectly. Mm -hmm. But at 100, at 1,000, somebody's doing something bad. So that's part of the project, to find all these different ways people do bad things. And when you get a lot of smart people thinking about this, we came up you know, 50, 60 different ways to find someone doing badness. After you've done that, what do you do? And that's what we call responsive actions. How do you take action against the user to protect your application? So some of those things could be a logout. If the account was taken over, logging them out might stop the activity. It may make them concerned they're doing something bad and make them go away. You can be more aggressive, you can lock the account. You could redirect them to a honeypot, ban their IP address if you really wanted to. Um, but those are the responsive actions, and we go through and talk about what those are, how you might do them in considerations. And so what we've done in this project is built this whole methodology and approach, a straw man of an architecture to use, so that within a custom app, if you're interested in doing this, you can take this knowledge base and then use that to build AppSensor into your application. What language? Uh, I assume it will work with Java, PHP, the basics for web languages? Sure. I mean, the methodology is language independent. We don't have tons of code that we hand out. It's more the approach and the, the thought. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. We have, a same, we have a reference app to show it working. Mm -hmm. You can, uh, the OWASP Broken Web Apps Virtual Machine has an app sensor proof of concept in there. Sure. It's a little social networking app that I built. You, you try and attack it. It'll show it logging those and eventually kicking you out of the system. Very simple, but again, getting the idea across. Great. Let's say that I've, I'm a bank, major bank. I've got uh, 10,000 developers. How hard is your process going to be to implement across the board on this? I think if you, I mean, when you approach it, you're going to go into your standard libraries and update a couple places. If you go into your access control routine, that's more or less centralized. Mm -hmm. And then you just log the failures. If you have an existing SIM in place, uh, you can pipe that those logs through that, maybe through a Ceph log. You could use a third-party system like Splunk or ArcSight to keep track of the uh, of the violations. Then the only question is how you want to take your responsive action. But if you've gone that first step, at least what you're doing is getting insight. I mean, most people right now are blind. If I was to ask someone sitting across from me, is someone attacking your application right now? They'd only know if they have a generic device in front of it that detects generic signature-based attacks. Mm -hmm. And we know in applications, like sure, signatures, uh, generic app attacks are bad, 
But the real damage is when they know how your application works. They attack your business logic. They do things to violate the custom aspects of your application. So by putting in detection points, which I consider to be a pretty small investment, you'll at least get that visibility. And then the second step is the is a little bit more code. How do you want to respond? Do you want to have a REST interface to your user store to log out users, to lock right. users? In, in terms of what we build and in terms of how much time we invest in applications, this is not technically complex stuff. Yeah. When you're talking about the project, you keep saying we. Who else is in the project? Um, let's see, I'm the founder of the project. And the reason I say that is I was very active in leading the project for many years. And recently, we've had a, a lot more people involved. The three core leaders also are John Melton, Colin Watson and Dennis Groves. And so they are doing amazing work on this project. Uh, Dennis is presenting on that today. The four of us and others wrote an article that was in Crosstalk Journal uh, last year, which is a Department of Defense security mm -hmm. publication. Um, we've also been uh, recognized in Department of Homeland Security's uh, approach for building resilient software. So this is not just a crazy open source idea sitting in left field, uh, you know, Department of Homeland Security recommends this for their security of their applications. So it's definitely getting some very good adopters. I wish more people that used it would come forth and tell us and let us tell others because that's always a nice uh, yeah. vouch of uh, support. But a lot of them like to use it internally, or not internally, they like to use those ideas uh, but not share that they use that. <laughs> but I've had many people tell me that they are using it. So what's down the road for the next year? It sounds like you got a solid project, good uptake. What's next? Okay, so we're in the midst of putting out the second version of the book. The book is the main deliverable because this is a knowledge-based project. Let's, let's give people information and empower them to do you know, great things with it. So we'll be coming out with uh, the next version of the book, which is totally redesigned. Uh, it, looks, it looks a lot better, got a good, really good uh, look and feel to it. Uh, a lot more information, better diagrams, better data. Uh, so I think we'll spend most of the time at that point. And then we continue to just evangelize these topics because just thinking about things this way really shifts people's mindset. They're like, oh, I could say that there's no reason this should happen, and if it does happen, maybe I should do something. Because we're still in this very weird mentality where you know, we're letting the bad guys hit us with the club and we're not doing anything. I'd love to get past that. So we've been talking with Michael Coates, the project lead for AppSensor Project. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.